The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. On his way to the end zone. I'll tell you what, that was a spectacular play. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. What a play! Off to the races! Some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, Heath, and Ben. Mailbag time. This is your Saturday mailbag. If you don't want to wait till Saturday, you can always watch these at youtube.com slash fantasy football today and check it out on Friday afternoon. Adam Azer here and Dan Schneier. What's up, Dan? What's Hi. going on, Adam? Oh, you know. Excited to be here. Looking at all the injury reports. Christian McCaffrey officially ruled out. These are just coming in hot off the presses. Julio Jones and AJ Brown are out. Not only are we going to give you advice, we're going to tell you why we, specifically, the two of us, are the exact two people that you need to be listening to when you're setting your fantasy lineup. I will convince you in just a little bit. Nice. Uh, we'll do some news and notes first. Then we'll do our Apple Podcast questions and emails. Emails are at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. That's the letter I. Apple Podcast is big for us if you want to leave us a nice five-star review. In addition to a question, it would be great if you would leave a nice comment about the show and tell people what you like about the show, including... You love the fantasy cops. Well, they're coming back today. We got a lot of fantasy cops to get to because we didn't get to any on Wednesday. All right. News and notes. George Kittle, he really may not play against Seattle here. What would that do for Debo Samuel and uh, Brandon Ayuk if George Kittle's out? And then you've got, who would you rather have in that game at tight end, Ross Dwelly or Will Disley with Gerald Everett out? I'm going to go Ross Dwelly just because I trust them to use the tight ends more. Okay. All right, but what about... So I, I think uh, I'd be pretty interested in Ayuk if Kittle didn't play. Yeah, Ayuk for sure. At this point, we now reached the point after his 86% snap share last week where there's no more games. They're not playing games anymore with Kyle Shanahan and Ayuk. That's over. He's playing most of the snaps, so you can get him back in there. And he had, what, three red zone targets last week, cashed in on one of them, so... Yeah, right on Jair Alexander. He scored. Didn't have a great game, but he did score. And then Debo Samuel... Uh, Eight or more targets in every game, and he would become, or 10 or more targets, I think. And I think eight or more in every game. It'd be very hard to get him out of your lineup, particularly in PPR. Curtis Samuel is going to play. Check your leagues for Curtis Samuel. 45% rostered. He's at Atlanta. I think we'll take a wait-and-see approach. But, you know, I said this on the Friday show. He was a top 100 pick before his injuries, so I don't see why he should be rostered in 45% of leagues. I do wonder if he makes Antonio Gibson even less valuable and J.D. McKissick if he takes those targets away, but I guess we'll see how it plays out. Uh, Julio Jones and A.J. Brown are out. Anthony Ferkser will play, though. He's missed the last two games. That's the tight end for the Tennessee Titans. Someone's got to catch some passes. Who's it going to be for the Titans? I think Ferkser's not. It's an. In, we were talking about this before the show. I think it's an interesting play just because we've kind of forgot about him, and we were talking about all offseason how he's had a nice rapport building with Tannehill, how he could be a sleeper tight end. I wouldn't be if you're looking for if you're at that stage, and most most of you who didn't draft Travis Kelsey or Darren Waller at this point are. You need something at tight end. I wouldn't hate it in this matchup. Yeah, look, we're not saying to start Ferkser over Kyle Pitts or anything, no. but. Some of you are in dire straits at tight end. I still think, well, you probably take Dalton Schultz over Ferkser. You've probably mm-hmm. taken most people over Ferkser. It's a dart throw. It's probably a DFS thing or something. 14-team league. Um, Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton are out. Gio Bernard is out. Leonard Fournette should uh, have really nobody take him off the field on passing downs now. They are probably not going to be playing from behind, though. And Jamison Crowder is going to play with Elijah Moore out. Who is more interesting to you? Easy one here. Curtis Samuel or Jamison Crowder? Curtis Samuel, easy. Yeah, I know. I said it was easy. All right, come on. You did. <laughs> I just, I just feel so bad for that Jet. That Jets offense is so far behind right now. It's going to take a while, I think. I'm going to read something in just a moment. Got to bring okay. it up here on the old laptop. 
How do you spell Always your good name? to announce you're going to read something before you actually read well, it. Well, I want everybody to know why I'm stalling. Okay, let me read this in the meantime. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. It's an NFL on CBS doubleheader. The early slate highlighted by a battle in the city of brotherly love when Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs try to rebound from a tough loss when they hit the road against the Eagles. Then a matchup between two legendary franchises as the Steelers head to Lambeau to take on Aaron Rodgers' Packers. A full day of football begins at noon Eastern with the NFL Today and a doubleheader NFL action this Sunday on CBS. So, yeah, the email of the day is actually not from a, an actual person. It's from a machine. It's from the fantasy journalist, Dan, who uh, wrote a nice, re- you know, you get the fantasy journalist recap every week in your CBS leagues. Oh, 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 <laughs> I know where you're going now with this. So this is from our 2QB <laughs> league. And I had some terrible luck in our 2QB league. The first two weeks I played the uh, highest scoring team both weeks. I finally got a win. I won by almost 100 points, I think. And uh, I think of the highest scoring team in the league. So I, just, I have to tell you that so you know how full of crap the fantasy journalist is. But this is what the fantasy journalist said. Uh, blah, 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 blah. I did this. I did that. These decisions gave Adam Azer a nice 12-point bonus, which only added to Adam Azer's domination. Coach Azer's decisions this week allow them to relinquish their title as the worst game day coach in the league. Parentheses, Coach Daniel Schneier wears the crown now. (laughs) I still don't know for a fact, though, that the fantasy journalist isn't really just you writing these in every week. Yeah, that's why it's, I'm so busy all the time. I write every recap for every <laughs> league. Takes forever. All right, let's read some Apple Podcast questions here. From Slim Jimmy 4 starter sit Michael Pittman or Chuba Hubbard? I am going to sit Pittman here. Yeah, also Slim Jimmy wants me to shave the letter J in my chest, which was something that came up on the draftathon. Um, I'm probably not going to do it. <laughs> Just gonna let you know. <laughs> Not gonna happen. From GHFHYR, choose two in full PPR. Naeem Hines, James Robinson, yeah, I know. JD McKissick or Zach Moss. Let's just assume he started Robinson. Now pick another one. Hines, McKissick, or Moss. I like Moss a lot here. Again, starting to take the larger snap share there. The matchup's good too. I'm going with Moss. From MBeast, 10-team half PPR league, Superflex. I traded Dak Prescott, Daryl Henderson, and Marvin Jones for Baker Mayfield, Nick Chubb, and Keenan Allen. I'm told this is lopsided. So you give up Dak and you downgrade to Baker, but the rest of the trade is you give up Daryl Henderson and Marvin Jones and you get Chubb and Keenan Allen. Huh. Yeah, it, it lopsided. I don't, I don't know if I would say it's as lopsided as it seems on paper here especially given what we saw from hunt last week and just i don't know i just don't have the same feelings i had about chubb and allen as i did in the preseason because last year a lot of what made allen someone who both me and you adam were all over targeting in our drafts this year was the volume and this year a lot of that volume is going to mike williams so oh but he has plenty of volume though i mean they not as much as it was last year no, but I'm not disappointed in Keenan Allen. I'm not disappointed in Keenan Allen, but I think a lot of why we loved him value-wise where he was being drafted is because we expected that same kind of volume. You know, it's funny. I no. think I'd probably take him I think I'd probably take him very similarly. I still would because it would, but I don't know if we no longer see him as like the greatest value as we saw him at that time. That may be. Day. I'm not even sure if I Who would you rather have rest of the season, Mike Williams or Keenan Allen? I'd rather have Keenan Allen, Allen, but we were drafting him. You know that, yeah. that that's not a good comparison. I think you'd have to say to the guys that we were drafting in a similar range. Oh no, I was just I was just asking separately. Yeah. Would um, you rather Williams right now? I would rather Allen just because he has such a track record and still only right. three weeks. Yeah. Let's see, Keenan Allen right now is any injuries. Wide receiver fifteen. He has he has thirty three targets in. Three games. All right, so he still has 11 targets. Not low on that scale, but I was expecting potential like target hog the whole year, top two, top three. Okay. Well, I think you're being a little bit picky, but fine. Uh, Which side would you rather have? So then Dak, Henderson, and Marvin, or Baker, Chubb, and Keenan Allen? I would take the Baker, Chubb, Keenan. I don't think it's so super lopsided, though. Yeah, certainly don't veto it. Uh, From PJ Crisanti, grade the trade. Give up Gibson and Robert Woods. Get Zeke. 
Again, as you know, Adam, I'm typically the get the best player in the trade kind of trade guy. But if your wide receiver depth is devastatingly bad behind Woods, I don't love it. And you're selling Woods as low as you could possibly sell him. But I'm just I haven't been huge on Gibson to begin with. So I'll take the Zeke side. All right. Uh, you have to grade it. C is average. Oh, he's so he's getting Ze- Zeke. Yeah. Right? That's what mm-hmm. we're OK. I'm going to give him a B. OK, solid from J Mac. You guys are my favorite podcast. Oh, thank you. Uh, best part of my own. Oh, that's so nice. So J Mac is from the best city in Missouri, which is the barbecue capital. Oh man. I I've never been to Missouri. Memphis. Uh, no, 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 that's not Missouri. Whew. No, I, I know. Me- Mem- Memphis. I'm glad I didn't say Memphis that. Memphis has great barbecue too. You didn't hear it. You didn't hear it. <laughs> St. Louis. Is that? Yeah. St. Louis is in Missouri. So St. Louis, right? I've been St. to Louis barbecue. Yeah, I've been there. I don't know if it's a barbecue capital of the world. I was just in Austin, Texas, and that was unbelievable barbecue. Everybody I would call that the barbecue tax. Everybody capital claims of the world. barbecue capital of the world. You know, you know, like there's some claims, but I think Austin probably has the best claim. I don't think I had barbecue in Missouri. Anyway, here's the question: Pick one in PPR. One of them is Marvin Jones, so I'm going to eliminate him. Tim Patrick, Henry Ruggs. Hunter Renfro, Cole Beasley, or Emmanuel Sanders? PPR. Tim Patrick, Henry Ruggs, Renfro, Beasley, Sanders. I'm going to go with someone who I don't think you'd go with, Adam. I don't think this would be the most popular pick, but I'm going to go with Emmanuel Sanders. I really like what I saw last week. It's not just last week. He's had the air yards all season. Finally, it came to fruition last week. I want a piece of that offense. I know uh, Beasley might seem like the safer play there, but I I think Sanders is going to be a good player for the rest of the season. I don't have a strong feeling. I think okay. these guys are so bunched together. I'd probably go Renfro, but nah, screw it. I think I'd agree with you it, because it's not like the Bills are going to hold it back when they get a big lead in this game. They're going to throw right. and throw and throw. So go for Sanders. Bleed Green, 1991, is 3-0, and but he wants an upgrade on Miles Gaskin. Should I trade Travis Kelsey for Darren Waller and Daryl Henderson? Kelsey for Waller and Henderson. No. You can't trade Kelsey. I've had a lot of people come to me this week asking about Kelsey trades. For some reason, there's a lot of people thinking about trading Kelsey. No, you have Kelsey. You did a great job. He probably should have been drafted earlier than even we said, and we were pretty uh, bullish on him. I think CBS as a whole, there's a lot of us taking him in the top six, even in some leagues. So look at that. I mean, he's the, the weekly cheat code for the tight end position, and tight end is just as bad as it's always been. Why not take the advantage every week? Waller doesn't look to be on that level right now. Yeah, oh yeah, and I don't know how much I, I look. Henderson, you'd have to take over Gaskin right now, but mm-hmm. in PPR, Gaskin has twelve catches. He's got four right. catches per game. I don't know what format this is. Henderson does scare me a little bit. I think there's a chance Sony Michelle. It's just kind of splits with him, and then you have a really bad situation. Henderson is the most injury prone player. Yes. He's already injured. Already hurt. He couldn't even get through two full games. So, or did he get hurt in week? Yeah, he got hurt in week two. Yeah. So, I, I, it's just, you can't do that trade. From Mid East Beast, uh, who performs better rest of season? Miles Gaskin or Cordero Patterson? Half PPR. That's, it's funny that we're answering this question and that I actually have to consider it. And I really am. I'm going to go, I don't know if you'll like this, Adam. I'm going to go with Cordero Patterson. Maybe it's because I just watched so much of that Giants Falcons game watching it on film for my other podcast and just, Going back over that, but Cordero Patterson looks good. He breaks tackles, he creates yards after contact, and he creates forced tackles in uh, missed tackles in space. It may not seem like he should be a good asset as a running back, but they figured out a role for him and it's working, and they're using him a lot. So I'm going with Patterson. I probably poo pooed, uh, poo pooed, uh, I'll just keep saying poo poo, uh, <laughs> Patterson earlier this season, but when I thought about it, Looking back, there have been some times where he has been the lead running back, a few games here and there throughout his career. And he really, as I remember, wasn't that bad. He might not, he's such a good athlete, obviously. He's one of the best returners ever. Mm -hmm. He might not be that bad. If you had asked me this question preseason, that if you told me in week four we were going to be asking Gaskin or Patterson, I would have said, oh gosh, Miles Sand or uh, Mike Davis is out for the year. (laughs) <laughs> right. right. This is just it's a shocking just question. Another example, though, of why you got to avoid that dead zone for running backs. You can't be using that fourth, fifth round capital on guys like Gaskin because you're asking yourself this question every year versus guys like all these receiver breakouts you could have been taking swings on. 
I don't fully agree with you. Okay. If you said round four, because you have to have some running backs, right? You, but when you can get Cordero Patterson types here, I mean, like that's a fluke. In your free agent, is it a fluke? Every year we have these examples. Yeah, sure, but we also have like Brandon Cooks. You know, Brandon Cooks was being drafted. Yeah, but he wasn't being drafted where Gaskin. Like you could have gone a running back in rounds. But the more four swings five. you take on these receivers, the better chance you have to hit on the breakouts and fill out your flex spots with them. But isn't that the same for running backs? Who 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 in that dead zone running in that fourth fifth round running back range are we looking at now? Like oh that was a breakout we should have taken earlier. And how many of yeah. those are there every year? I thought about that. The Mike Davis and the and the Miles Gaskins. Well, when DeAndre Swift. Yeah, but he wasn't. Yeah, but that's only because of the preseason injury. But yes. Uh, no, you're not really getting greatness there. I mean, you're getting uh, Chase Edmonds is reliable. Daryl Henderson's been reliable when he's been healthy. Which is not often. Those two games. Um, Gaskin, Davis. Yeah, no, they haven't. They really have not been very good. Um, but but neither have the running backs. Like Mostert and Sermon have been busts. You know, because that would be the argument. It's like, well, I'm not going to take a dead zone running back. I'm just going to wait on this guy. You know, James White was really good. That was a, that was a good pick. But I don't know. You could I, get him really late. Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette haven't really been good enough. In other words... You have to have some running backs. But yes and no, because like if you're putting Gaskin, the Gaskin Davis types in that in that spot, in that starting spot, and you're not getting that many points, you can find someone who has a role somewhere, a McKissick type, you know, for example, and put him in and you're not losing that many points weekly well, versus the upside of hitting on that receiver. I understand you have to have some receivers in that range, but not every single one of your quote unquote dead zone picks has to be a receiver. Some of them could be running backs. Okay. <laughs> Damian, like Damian just, Harris gave you some production in weeks I one and two. I won't be doing it, but I don't see the value of these backs at all, personally. But I mean, maybe you know you get lucky and you hit the one breakout. Well, hat, I'll give you an we example. We don't even have one example yet. I'll like, give you an example of. I think you need. I like to have running back depth, and so last week did I get lucky? Yes, but I started. I had to start Javante Williams in three leagues last week, and thankfully he scored. And it made a difference. If he didn't score a touchdown, I would have lost one of the three games, one of the games that I won. Um, I didn't want to start Javante Williams, but I, I already am dealing with so many running back injuries. I had a lot of James White on my teams. Uh, now that obviously White got hurt in the first quarter, but uh, I, you know, I was dealing. I forget. Like Josh Jacobs was out. I had to start. I had to start him, uh, Javante Williams. So, I guess what I'm saying is. You gotta have some running backs. The running backs that went after the dead zone, it's not like they're doing anything. I mean, I guess you could say Tony Pollard is, but AJ Dillon has been horrible. And uh I'm trying to think this argument out on the air. It's not really working so well. But even in that example you just brought up, the Josh Jacobs one, right? Because I, I considered him one of the biggest to me, he was the number one dead zone guy. I had no interest in him at all this season. I know an injury has happened, but didn't really look like it was gonna surface into a great role even before that. But for that example, you pick up Peyton Barber, and you're not scoring that much less with Barber. In fact, you scored you more with Barber week th- than Daskin and Mike Davis. I but, understand, but in week two, Barber was terrible. Sure, there's gonna, but you're not losing much by in week two. Was Davis and Gaskin amazing to you know for the difference? No, like, in week two, I think Davis had seven catches, or was that week three? You know, Davis has had a lot of catches. I think that was the week two game. They both had have had catches. twelve or thirteen catches this year, so you're They've at least okay, getting but, that. Uh, look, really I understand. I, here's what I'd say. I did draft some dead zone running backs, not exclusively. It's not like that's where I targeted running backs. Obviously, the first two rounds is where I targeted running backs. I have plenty of good wide receivers. I didn't need to just take wide receivers in rounds three, four, five, six, seven to get my breakout wide receivers. You know, I I have some of them, but I, uh, I, I was able to, to do both, basically, get a little bit of running back depth and still have plenty of good wide receivers. And not, I don't think that's not, impossible yeah. here. I'm not. I'm not even trying to say that that's the only route to get breakout receivers. I just think you want to take more and more swings at receivers you can to hit those breakouts as many as you can. And what you're losing out on is really just these guys like Davis, Jacobs, and Gaskin who don't really do much and make much of an impact for you. Uh, you know, bottom line wise, it has been a, a pretty crummy year for uh, the mid round running backs. All right, how about a grade the trade? Oh, wait. For, yeah, from Tag Jr. Well, first of all, he's 0-3. Should he trade Dalvin Cook for Aaron Jones in a standard league? Uh, I wouldn't, no. Yeah, I think Cook's going to play. 
from Dog Big Dog Wyatt. Grade the trade. Give up Keenan Allen and Miles Gaskin for DK Metcalf and Jalen Waddle. Keenan Allen and Gaskin for Metcalf and Waddle. Ooh. Uh, I think that's probably a no because of the guy probably doesn't have the running back depth to give up uh, Gaskin. I also I don't really want any piece of Waddle until two is back, and who knows when that's going to be at this point. From Patrick, I have a trade offer I've been going back and forth on. I was offered Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski, and Joe Mixon. Hmm. And I would give up either Aaron Jones or Austin Eckler and either Jamal Williams or Tony Pollard. Now, he just Hmm. wrote Williams, but I'm assuming it's Jamal because it says Williams or Pollard. Right. So let's say that's Eckler and Williams because I'd rather have Aaron Jones and Pollard. Right. Would you give up Eckler and Jamal Williams for Brady, Gronk, and Mixon? And this is a one QB league? Yes, and he already has Cousins and Tannehill. Hmm. And does he have give his tight end situation? No. Okay, we have to assume, though, he probably has no tight end, or he has one of these, you know, two week, two to four, five point per week tight tight ends. <laughs> yeah. Because um, that's, I mean, that's most of the league right now. That's, he's, you know, there's He's not starting many. Anthony Ferkser. Okay, right. <laughs> Um, I think I do this as weird as it sounds. I guess I have more faith in Mixon than others. Um, he scored this week and I think that's going to happen more often than not going forward. Uh, I love Brady. I've loved Brady all year. He was in my top five quarterbacks before the season. I think he makes a big difference weekly and I'm not so sure the other guys anymore. I mean, cousins has, so it's hard to say cousins is not making a a weekly difference. So it's close. I think I'd do it. I'll tell you where Kirk, Kirk Cousins has done in his last 10 games, 11 I know, games. it's incredible. It's La- insane. Last 11 games, his 16-game pace is 4,841 yards, 41 <laughs> touchdowns, four interceptions, 112.3 wow. passer rating, and biggest number for me, averaging 38.7 pass attempts per game. That's, yeah, the, the Vikings defense is done. It's been done for a while now. All right, uh, one more from Apple Podcast. It is from these the, I, the notes I gave you. I mean, the font is so small. Isn't I was it? just gonna say, Adam, why did you send me these notes in three fonts? <laughs> I didn't even know this font was even possible before you sent it. I didn't think of. I'm literally going blind, straining my eyes trying to read these questions along with you. I was gonna complain it's, off pod, but I'm glad you brought it up. No, it's terrible. Never happen again. This terrible on my end. I mean, you could easily just increase. The I was font. thinking about copy and pasting into a doc, but it's just like, do I really have to go through all that work for a, like? Come on, Adam. Yeah, it's on me. Uh, from Cole, $2. Uh, Dear Wilson, Howell, Rivers, and Minshew. I have no idea. I'm 0-3 because of Robert Woods, Mike Davis, and a competent flex. I have Kelsey. Should I make a huge haul from a Kelsey trade? At 0-3. Mm, see, this is like, everybody asks this when they're at 0-3. Like, do they trade their best player for a bunch of guys that might be able to help and i'm always in the in the boat of no kelsey's the reason not the reason you're zero three right now all right so let me let me ask you this you trade you're zero and three you trade kelsey you get Mm -hmm. waller who's the second player that you need to get with waller to make this trade (sighs) i need a consistent producer and who's going to trade any of those i need like a keenan allen type i need a consistent producer like i'm not doing this for some receiver who doesn't consistently produce every week. It doesn't make sense to me. Like, unless you, maybe if you buy into the Mike Williams hype and you think you can buy high there, you can do like a Mike Williams type with Waller. I'm just not doing it though. Cause Kelsey's giving me my weekly advantage every week. And I don't want to lose that just to get an okay starter and Darren Waller. All right. By the way, uh, Sean McVay expects Daryl Henderson to be available on Sunday against the Cardinals. Uh, what do you think? Starter sit Daryl Henderson. I mean, you're probably starting him because you don't have any other running backs to start if you have Daryl Henry. He's drafted as your RB2, and I assume you haven't figured out, unless you maybe have like a Cordell Patterson on your Wait, bench. Wait, I easily could have drafted him as my RB3. You could have, yes, Adam, because you're dumping those picks into that spot, into those spots, but... I, uh, excuse me. All right, let me go find my Daryl. Oh, you know what? The one team in which I have Daryl Henderson. What I, about that PPR listeners league we did where you're just pounding running backs from like rounds three to six? How are you doing in that right now? Which one? 
<laughs> the one we did like right before the season where you're like, oh my God, this is such a good running back value time after time, even though it was full PPR. Are we playing this one out or was it a mock draft? No, it was a mock. So we're not going to be able to find well, it. Well, no, I think you might be talking about the fantasy football today league. I think so. I'm pretty sure it is. It was the listeners league and we had the, we were giving out the spots and you're just like, oh, oh my God, no, great no. value after great value for running backs. And it was like Gaskin, Edmonds. No, like, no, I, I would not have taken both Gaskin and Edmonds. Uh, so if I don't even, uh, maybe FFT league, I've drafted three running backs, with my first four picks in a three receiver PPR league. Oh, that's a, that's a tough, tough yeah, sell. Well, it wouldn't have been if Gus Edwards, Gus Edwards was one of no. them. Gus Edwards in a PPR league. That just seemed like it was destined for success. I think he would have been great. I think he would have mm, been just yeah. fine. Tons of catches there. Anyway, I'm two and one. <laughs> and uh, are you? Yeah, I sure am. Mm-hmm. And I'll be two and two after this week. I'll tell you that much. But uh, <laughs> I have uh, Robert. My, my starting wide receivers would be Robert Woods, Brandon Cooks, and T. Higgins. You know, it's T. not Higgins so bad. Out. I understand that would be. That's why I'm going to be. Because I have to start Sammy Watkins this week and Brian Edwards. And no one's ever had an injury at, at the receiver position before. I had James White and I had Gus Edwards. I lost that. But I have Saquon Barkley and Derrick Henry. And I have Brady. Let me see. This team, you know, I think I, I proved that this could work. Okay. Shove it. All right. We're going to take a break. When we come back, the Fantasy Cops are here to settle your league disputes. I just want to see uh, how I'm doing in total points here. Just to... <laughs> Just <laughs> shut up, Dan. Stein. Well, this is what we're talking about. I already lost two running backs for the year. This is why you and need. You're already starting Sammy Watkins and one of your receivers. Because I lost. I have, okay, I have a lot of injuries. I have to say, one receiver injury. Yeah, but three injuries overall. That hurts my flex. Yeah, but again, I'm fifth in points. This team is a clear cut like five to seven range type. You're not even in this league. You don't even get you don't even get to be in this league. Why am I listening to you? We'll be right back on fantasy football today. What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. All right, everybody, welcome back. Fantasy Cops are here. Send in your emails, fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Please, you have to put Fantasy Cops in the subject line. Here's the Fantasy Cops question from... Oh, come on, really? I didn't put a name on this? All right, whatever. Fantasy Cops, please help our league. I probably put a name. It's in like 1.5 fonts. Exactly. (laughs) Please help us. Our league is going into anarchy if you don't settle this. We had a trade that was accepted between two managers that was Kelsey for Curtis Samuel, Robert Tunyon, and Kareem Hunt. Stupid trade, I know, but besides the point. There is a three-day veto period where the league mates can vote to veto the trade. During the time, uh, during this time, the manager trading away Kelsey added another player, so the trade was not vetoed, but it got canceled because his team would have had too many players, so the platform canceled the trade. <laughs> After the three-day period, the trade did not go through, and then the player then decided he didn't want to do the trade anyway. Half of the league says it should have gone through right away and the trade should be pushed through and he can't cancel a trade three days later. 
The other half says you can't change rules midseason and we should keep the three-day period and basically what's done is done. What should be done here? All right, so let's Great see. question. So he makes a trade and then he adds another player during the three during the three-day veto window. So what happened then? That forced the trade to be canceled because the platform canceled the trade because he didn't there was an illegal roster. Anyway, then somebody gets buyer's remorse, decides, no, I don't want to do the trade, and half the league is up in arms and half the league says it's fine. So what would you do? This one really puts me to the test because as you know, I'm team no veto. But this is just disgustingly bad. So the first thing I would do is if you guys are taking this league seriously, you have to seriously have a conversation with the guy who traded Kelsey in this spot and be like, you really want to be in this league next year? Are you taking this seriously enough? Because this is, you know, it's an unacceptable trade to accept at any point. It, it's unacceptable, Adam. It really is. It's truly unacceptable. Let me read the trade again for people who again. have forgotten. Give up Travis Kelsey, get Curtis Samuel, Robert Tunyon, and Kareem Hunt. Now you, by the way, are giving him crap for giving up Kelsey for a top 30 wide receiver last year, a top six tight, a top five tight end last year. I'm just saying it's kind of, it's kind of funny. Tied to this it's for the ca- rest of time. No, it's just you want funny to bring they, this back up that you defended this trade and played devil's advocate on this trade. I, Kareem, Hunt, Kareem Hunt was top twelve. Robert Tunney was top five, and Curtis Samuel was top. Oh, you 30. are. are no, you I'm not. No, it's not. This. It's not real. It's not real. Okay, I hope not. You can't. Uh, this is a bad trade. I don't think it's a vetoable trade. Um, it is if, if you're allowing vetoes in your league. In my mind, it's definitely vetoable if you're a league that does vetoes. I just don't think leagues should do vetoes, but. Well, the point of the trade is that somebody got cold feet. Right, right. After that's the three, the, yeah. So that's you not shouldn't even allow that. But also at the same time, there's the whole debate about the rules changing in season. And I've had this issue plenty of times in in the two leagues that I'm commissioner in. And it's like there are some people who just no matter what will be like the rules were the rules. Doesn't matter if it's a stupid rule, we're sticking with it. That's what we had, and that's you know that's the the fact of the matter. And so in this spot, I think that that's going to probably win over here. And the rules are if you add someone in that period. It cancels the trade, I guess. Well, I think the issue is they, yeah, you can't change the rules, and we should keep the three-day period. And basically, what's done is done. I don't know. This is the way I see it. The two of them have agreed to the trade. One of the managers added a player, so it didn't get vetoed. I think that trade with the added player should go through. Uh, personally, I think that that it should be accepted. But that's I, fair. I don't know that we were super helpful here. I um, think all trades should be accepted. So there you go. <laughs> Okay, here's one from Matt in Austin, the barbecue capital of the world, from what I understand. 10-team, oh, yeah. $100 fab keeper PPR with a group of guys that have been together for about five or six years. Very important note. In this league, fab dollars equal real dollars that go into the payout pool at the end of the year. This week, with Chuba Hubbard being the top waiver priority, I put in a bid of $7. I am 3-0. and but I could really use some running back help. Turned out $7 was the second highest bid for Hubbard. Remember, fab dollars are real dollars. The 0-3 McCaffrey manager who plays in multiple leagues forgot that fab dollars equal real dollars in this league. He put in a bid for Hubbard for $53, higher than the actual entry fee to the league. This immediately got our commissioner's attention, and he reached out to the manager to address what we all agree was an honest mistake. He came up with a solution with that manager and then put it out for a league vote. His solution was that the manager is either allowed to retract his $53 bid and and then either let the second highest bidder take Hubbard, which would be me, or have the option to still retain Hubbard for the rate equal to second place plus a $4 penalty for a total of $11 of his fab. That manager chose the latter. The league voted, and naturally, I was the one dissenter amongst the league. It doesn't have to be a unanimous vote, so the commissioner's ruling gets put into effect. The offending manager gets Hubbard for $11. Uh, He just thinks, basically, that the manager should be able to revoke the $53, but that he should have gotten Hubbard at 7 instead of this weird, you can have him at 7 plus 4 if you want. Yeah. What's weird to me is that he is the only one who voted (laughs) against the four dollar rule. I I am totally in agreement. League is just cool with this seven plus four random thing. This random four dollar penalty. No, I am totally in agreement with Matt here. Matt, you should have Hubbard at seven. Commissioner, where you came up with the four dollars for the penalty? Is there some kind of math behind this? Did he really grind an Excel sheet and come up with? All right, he owes four more dollars. I don't get it, man. But I I think Matt got screwed here, and I think he should have Chuba Hubbard at seven dollars. 
Yes, that's correct. All right, we agree. Excellent. Okay, this one is from Steve in the middle of Canada. Hey, Gordy, Wayne, Mario, and Connor. Who is Connor? McDavid, the best player in hockey right now. Uh, Yeah, I don't know who he is. (laughs) I I know so little about hockey. I hope that's right. I hope that's (laughs) Well, I do know he's not Connor McGregor. That's the only thing. McDavid, McDavid. I think the last name is McDavid. Got to get the music back on here. Might have made that. Had a, situa- had a situation come up involving the commissioner of a league I joined last year. As a rule, I don't agree with vetoes. I've never objected to a trade, but this felt incredibly lopsided and had me shaking my head. Here's the trade. An injured A.J. Brown, Daniel Jones, parentheses, I'm not kidding, and an eighth-round pick. This is the commissioner sent. A.J. Brown, Daniel Jones, and an eighth-round pick for Cooper Cup, Dak Prescott, Joe Mixon. Oh, God. And an 18th round pick. Oh, my God. So he did downgrade 10 rounds in the draft from 8 to 18, but he went from Daniel Jones, A.J. Brown, to Prescott, Cup, and Mixon. Eighth round pick in a keeper league isn't even that valuable. I I I don't even know what. 18 18 round. What is that all about? Just Uh, allowing trades for every round. Okay. There's a veto mechanism built into our bylaws that require at least three owners to email the commissioner with their objection within 24 hours. What would you do? And what do you think of the trade? First of all, hilarious bylaw right there with the time, with the ticking time bomb where you have to get this email off in 24 hours. That's amazing. But uh, so this is the, I'd like to like, this is one where I'll be honest with you. Fantasy cops alert. Conspiracy theorists alert. Maybe put my tinfoil hat on. I think there's collusion involved. I think there's a chance that there's collusion involved in this between the commissioner and whoever this other guy is. And you got to think about this guy. How long has he been in the league? You know, is he, has he been good in other years? Has he, there've been weird things going on with him and the commissioner in the past? Like, I, Are they related? Like, are they related? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Think about collusion here. And so I don't know for me again, like when it comes down to the vetoing, it's almost an issue more for me of, do I want to play in the league with these players when deals like this are going down? What I would say, how many leagues are you in me right now? This is the most I've ever been. And I hate it. It's it's, I think it's 14 and it's right. So let me just stop you right there with this nonsense of you and Heath and all the people on this stupid show. <laughs> that I hate all this of a stupid sudden. Show. This stupid show. Whoa, you're really going off the rails. Now that, you're attacking fantasy football today. Say this stupid stuff. About not vetoing trades and leaving nice. leagues and kicking people out of the leagues. Yeah. You're in 14 leagues. I'm in 10. Mm-hmm. Jamie's in like 25. Dave, he's there in the, you know, 15 to 20. This mm-hmm. might be his only league. These, you know, these might be right. his only friends for all we know. We don't just kick people out of leagues. We don't just leave leagues. That doesn't happen in real life. Stop ruining fantasy football today. <laughs> they're, they're, they're ruining it for themselves by playing in leagues with these people who make these trades. No, I, 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 I was going to say stop rooting fantasy football today to you, but I was joking about that. Okay. Um, <laughs> so this is why you veto trades. None of, like, we, don't play, we play in our office leagues, and nobody would make a trade this bad. But if they did, I'd veto it. I would e- write an email to my commissioner within one hour, and I would say veto this crap trade. Well, you better get it off within an hour. You would only have 23 left if you didn't get it off in that first hour. <laughs> veto that trade. It is terrible. It is not okay. All right, from dear Jack, Stan, Roy, and Gus. Jack, Stan, Roy, and Gus. This is from Matt. Jack, Stan, Roy, and Gus. You should know that. Jack, Stan, Roy, and Gus? No. Come on, it's Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, yeah? How did you not get that? Well, first of all, I'm not like a diehard Wolf of Wall Street fan. I've seen it like once or twice on rerun, and it's a very good movie. Not in my top 20, not in my top 25, anything like that. Good movie. Just something I feel like you should have definitely seen. All right, I'm I'm just kidding. It's not from Wolf of Wall Street. I have no (laughs) idea what it's from. Uh, It looks like it's from that Paul Simon song, uh, Hop Off the Bus. Definitely out on any Paul Simon type references. Uh, Something a plan, Stan. Uh, Superflex Dynasty League. I may have just witnessed the worst trade ever. Oof. A rebuilding team who finished in last place in 2020 is 0-3. Mm-hmm. He just traded Jalen Hurts, two first-round picks, a hmm. second and a third, hmm. to a contending team for Matthew Stafford and two third-round picks. Oh, God, that's bad. It's terrible. Veto, the, it veto also it. makes no sense at all. None. He's a rebuilding team who last place last year finished 0-3 and is now making a for-now trade. 
They gave up two first round picks, a second and a third, <laughs> and Jalen Hurts for Matthew Stafford. Is, is this collusion? Is no, this it's the stupidity. Most case of collusion, because I think what hap- what's happening here is this guy's making this trade and then quitting the league because it's dynasty, and you have to watch out for that in dynasty leagues. You really do. Be beware. Be aware. Be my aware. prediction here is this guy will be quitting in the offseason. That's my prediction. <laughs> okay. I, my prediction. And then he'll be getting a cut of the guy who ends up winning with all those first round picks. I would I would veto that league. By the way, Matt is from the same town as Spider-Man. Do you know where that is? Um, No, of course not. I have no idea either. Oh, wait. he Well, he, you have no idea. All right, here are our emails, fantasyfootball at cbsi.com from John. If Tyler Lockett doesn't play, would you start Sammy Watkins, Rondale Moore, Terrace Marshall, Miko Hardman, or KJ Osborne? Hmm. Watkins, Rondale Moore, Terrace Marshall, Hardman, Osborne. I'm going to take the flyer on Rondale Moore because I really like the matchup. I think it's low-key right now, but that could turn into a shootout pretty fast in that game and and I, it's not I don't feel confident about this Adam I'm going to defer to you No, I would take either Rondale Moore or Sammy Watkins Moore has a lot more better. upside yeah um, yeah just I take would, a swing yeah time is the Baltimore game I wonder um hear me out go ahead tell me if you have if you know what time it is <laughs> I don't have it I'm get. I'm almost positive it's a one o'clock game but I think you're right but, let me just make sure. Baltimore almost exclusively plays at one. Well, they're o'clock. in Denver, though. Oh, that changes a lot of my prediction. Oh, it's a four. It okay, a good. Twenty-five. It's a four twenty-five in Denver. Oh, all right. So here's here's the thing. All of these games are late games. Lockett, Rondell Moore, Sammy Watkins, mm-hmm. all late. Look at your score. Yes. And see what you need. I can't see Watkins having a big game. He's more of like a six for sixty kind of guy. Rondo Moore has a better chance to catch a touchdown, better chance to have a big game. So see what you need. Then all. Good thinking. All right. <laughs> okay. I, ne- I mean, I never give that advice. That was fun. Chase from a city north of San Diego. They're pretty much all north of San Diego. San Francisco. Someone in my league offered me Damian Harris for Beckham straight up. What would you do? Oh, interesting. I turn it down. I think that Beckham sh- showed me something this past week. Looked a little bit like himself and without Landry there now, there's a good chance for a lot of targets there. I'm going to stick with Beckham here. I'm not big on Harris in general. Um, I think he's getting Beckham. I think he this he's giving Beckham for Harris. Oh, yeah, right. I, I would stick with Oh, Beckham. you just keep Beckham. Okay, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Brian from PDX, 10-team PPR league. I have McCaffrey. I was offered Dallas Goddard and Chuba Hubbard for George Kittle. I am one and two. So he'd either be starting Gaskin or he could upgrade to Hubbard. We think it's an upgrade. But downgrade from Kittle to Goddard. And Kittle may not play this week, so he doesn't want to go one and three. But what do you do? No, it's a long season. We have an extra week now uh, to get back into this thing. I would not do that trade, no. From Austin, dear Jamal, Ricky, Priest, and Cedric. Holmes? No. I just hear Priest, and I always think Priest Holmes. No, these are... Um, well, these are running Cedric backs. the Entertainer, that's the only... Yeah, Jamal Lewis, Ricky Williams, Priest Holmes. Oh, oh. Cedric that's... Benson. I don't know what the... Is there a New Orleans thing here? I don't know. Uh, no, Priest Holmes was never in New Orleans. Yeah. I don't know. They were hmm. there were a couple of Ravens there. Anyway, who would you start out of my terrible running back options? Damian Harris against Tampa Bay or JD McKissick at Atlanta? God, I can't believe I'm gonna say this, but I would go JD McKissick. Especially if this is half this is either even half point PBR. I'm going McKissick. If it's full, definitely McKissick. Hmm. Oh, these are these are Longhorn that. running backs. Oh. Yeah. There you go. Priest Holmes went to Texas? Wow. Yeah? So that, know that that's Jamal Charles then. Yes. There you go. From Brett, grade the trade. Give McCaffrey and Hollywood Brown get Swift and Diggs. Give McCaffrey and Hollywood Brown get Swift and Diggs. Ooh, that's not as bad as I first thought it would be when I heard the name McCaffrey going into another to another direction. I don't hate this, especially if you're 
in the one and two range. Um, and you're looking to get a quick win. I don't know though. It, I feel like the, the bills are spreading the ball around a lot more this year than they did last year. Um, as far as Diggs's target share goes with Sanders on the field with Beasley. He's still getting a ton of targets though. He's still getting a lot of targets again, though. It's not like that hog role that it was last year, like with Keenan and him. Um, that's where he really stays. I out. actually think I would do it, which shocks me. Yeah. I think so too, just because McCaffrey. No, hurt. screw that. I like Marquise <laughs> Brown. I like Marquise Brown. Enough. I do like Brown too, though. So yeah, that's that's he has value. So no, I changed my mind. I'm out. Yeah. From Steven. Dear Devante, 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 and Devante. Adams, yeah. Well, Ad- Parker. Adams. Parker, Adams, every different spelling of Devante. Mm, yeah, yeah. I'm sure. McCaffrey manager. I have Swift at RB1. Who should I start at RB2? Tyson Williams, Michael Carter, Kenneth Gainwell, or double down on the Lions and start Jamal Williams. I can't believe I'm going to do it, but I'm going back to the Tyson Williams well. I think we might get a little squeaky wheel here. There's been a lot of chatter of why the heck did they go away from him last week? They saw they saw a lot of criticism, at least from my my necks of the internet woods, the people who break down the film for when they tried to run Devontae Freeman on an outside sweep and Devontae Freeman running that specific play did not look good. <laughs> and so they got to put Williams in the game, man. He's the one with the most juice. I don't understand what's happening there. Uh, this is from Bobby. Start three. Brandon Ayuk, Calvin Ridley, Hollywood, Hollywood Brown, Deontay Johnson, who is going to play, Devontae Smith, mm-hmm. Tim Patrick, and Emmanuel Sanders. Start three. Again, Ayuk, Ridley, Hollywood, Deontay. Ridley and Deontay are starting, right? Yes. So this pick- is one I really wish we had a bigger than three font for me to read back through on the email, but no, I'll this do is my big. Here. This font is bigger. <laughs> oh, you're right. We are. Back. I actually am in a good font space now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go Ridley and Deontay. I love Deontay. If you're ever playing, and then we need one more. Is that what it is? Correct. <sighs> All right, we got Ayuk, Marquise Brown, Devontae Smith, Tim Patrick, and Emmanuel Sanders. It's for me. It's Ayuk if Kittle's out. And if, if Kittle plays, Ayuk no. if Kittle's out, I think that's the move. But if Kittle plays, I'm probably going with uh, Hollywood Brown. Yeah, Brown. Brown. Uh, versus the Broncos. Uh, give me Devontae instead. I know it's crazy, but give me Devontae if, if, Ayuk, if Kittle's playing. From Nathan, give up Amari Cooper. Get A.J. Brown and Aaron Rodgers. Give up Amari Cooper, get A.J. Brown and Aaron Rodgers. I mean, one QB league I can assume here. I'd love to know who your QB is, to be completely honest. Um, you know, if you have like Jalen Hurts, who you could easily have here, he was being drafted in that QB 10 to 15 range. I would never do a deal like this. But if you're desperate at QB, which I don't think is too possible in a one QB league, but I guess it is somewhat possible, maybe. I wouldn't do this, though, no. Uh, this is from John in Cleveland. I bought into the Falcons tight end for the second straight year. First Hayden Hurst. Now Kyle Pitts. I'm not ready to drop Pitts, but would you drop Gainwell to pick up any of the following tight ends and bench Pitts this week? Dawson Knox, Evan Ingram, Cole Komet, Tyler Conklin. No, I wouldn't specifically. I don't see any of those four tight ends giving you any kind of weekly consistency. Knox will score some touchdowns on an offense that good sometimes. Ingram is is done with the Jason Garrett offense. There's no ceiling there whatsoever. Cole Komet in a dead offense, no. Conklin, no. So, no. From Austin, subject is Christian Kirk. I haven't heard much talk about him. I'm curious why we don't buy it. Am I crazy to think he is a low wide receiver two, high wide receiver three this week? Uh, I don't think so uh, this week. But also, he says, you've talked a lot about Brown and Mike Williams breaking out. Why is Christian Kirk different? In general, do you guys just not buy it? I don't think it's that we don't buy it. I think this is a good point that he's making. Like, you know, when a guy takes this long to break out, we we refer to them sometimes in the offseason as post-hype sleepers, guys that you can get at value because recency bias, combination of that, and just people, too many people being burned by them, they're just not interested at all. And it's possible Christian Kirk was a good prospect. And sometimes it takes a little while for these guys to to uh, make the jump at the second level. But the reason I don't buy into it long term is there's just too many mouths to feed there. It's not really that long. I mean, his, this is his third year. Right. So it's not 
a thirty-year no, breakout. Like, it's not like a Mike Williams breakout. It's not like a Devonte Parker right. breakout or a sure. Corey Davis breakout. Um, so it's within the realm of possibilities. Just it, here's the thing: here are the targets. There are five players with fifteen to eighteen targets. Yeah. So the fact that Christian Kirk has like almost almost sixty more yards than any other Cardinals wide receiver or player for that matter. It just doesn't really make sense. You know, I don't know why he'd be that much better than everyone else. And if the targets are going to be that even, it's going to be hard for anyone to really stand out. I mean, Hopkins is obviously the best, but it's going to be, it's, he needs, to, Hopkins needs to start getting more targets. You know, it, just Christian Kirk has stood out through three games. Who's going to stand out for the next three games? I think that's kind of how we feel, if I could yeah. sum up the podcast thoughts. But I do yeah. think he's going to, I do think he's going to be, you know, worth using. And he actually was playing pretty well last year before his injury. He was more of like a big play, touchdown or bust kind of guy. But he was doing some stuff. All right, a couple more here from uh, from Adam. I was offered Mike Williams for my Antonio Gibson. My running backs are Aaron Jones, Gibson, Moss, and Eli Mitchell. My receivers are Allen Robinson, Robert Woods, Antonio Brown, Hunter Renfro, Tim Patrick, and Jerry Judy. So if he gives up Gibson, that means he's starting Moss or Eli Mitchell. Hmm. But he would get Mike Williams. What would you do? He's one and no. two in its PPR. I would not do this trade, no. I don't think you're in a position to be trading Gibson at this time, given your depth. He did say he was offer he was thinking of counter offering to include Cordero Patterson with Mike Williams. It makes it a little better, but this is just I don't love the idea of buying high on Mike Williams. There's been zero cases of him playing a full season. Okay. And from Sam, who should I start this weekend? Miles Sanders or Allen Robinson? <laughs> oh, my God. I feel so bad for everyone who has my uh, Allen Robinson right now. They drafted him so high. This is just... That offense is so bad, though. They have one of the worst offensive lines. Nagy's having problems getting good play calling in there. I, I, I'm going Sanders. I don't know how I've gotten to this point, but I'm going Sanders. <laughs> oh boy, two carries last week, so maybe squeaky I know. wheel for my. That's not much better either, but it's a squeaky wheel thing. There's there been talk go. there. He got destroyed this week, Sirianni, for that. As well, he should. Squeaky. This is my squeaky wheel sound. <laughs> you had that load. Did you load that up on the spot, or you had that? No, it came with the mixer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Thanks to Dan Schneier. And to all of you for, I'll just keep it going. All of you for watching and listening. Much appreciated. Have a great weekend, everybody. Good luck to you in Fantasy Week 4. And we'll talk to you on, oh, God, this is so annoying. We'll talk to you on Sunday night uh, with that. Well, actually, we'll talk to you Sunday morning with FFT and 5. You know what? We're going to play off. uh, We're going to play it off with with, uh, the Fantasy Cops. All right. Take it easy, everybody. Have a great weekend.